Welcome back to the Crooked Spine Show. Have you ever been to an emergency room or even a hospital overnight stay? As you know, the nurses are the hardest working clinicians in these facilities. Sarah and Anastasia have been there the last few years, understand how it can wear you down and burn you out physically and mentally. They've now turned another leaf and become functional medicine clinicians to help their colleagues, their peers, even the outside public and people in general understand how to recover from burnout physically and mentally through physical exercise, mindset, and also nutrition. In our workshop today, our talk today with Sarah and Anastasia, they go through exactly how to recover slowly, taking simple small steps, then building over time. Topics for today are understanding the mindset first when you want to change your lifestyle from burning out to better state. Also, knowing what is a stress state and knowing how it feels to be aware of that so you can recover again and again if need be. Also to how physical exercise lowers your overall stress and they use a system called EVLO Evlo that helps recovery along with stress reduction. So the recovery is important as just physical exercise and or nutrition. Understanding too, giving yourself grace. We talked about this in a a podcast. Understanding you're gonna have days you mess up, days that are just out of your control and how do you go the next day and next day and next day. And also finding your why. Why are you passionate to get healthier and stronger? Is it family? Is it just having a better longevity? Is it having a better quality of life? Also finding accountability partners and something like that to help you stay on track when you don't want to. When you're tired, like Sarah and Anastasia push each other, exactly the same, find someone like that that can go be a positive motivation, not negative where, hey, come on guys, just forget the workout, let's go get some ice cream. Right? It's not, find those people like that. Next, also too, in our highlights, is how coaching helps these professionals as nurses and other people with Sarah and Anastasia help helps them helps them recover faster and stay on track with their activity levels also nutritional and dieting also to going to nutri- dieting is how nutrition affects your stress levels and when we eat poorly how it causes more inflammation causes to feel more stressed versus when we eat better over time can make our body relax internally and also physically importance of sleep a huge one this talk today and how to improve sleep over time especially for nurses people that work off shifts or graveyard how do you get back on track with sleep and also to using breathing exercises a pattern called 478 to lower your stress levels no matter where you are in your day or night and understanding too at the app point is last point is why society grabbing to coaching or finding experts in their field versus going online and, and getting everything under the sun? At that point, people have had enough, I think frustrated enough with not seeing results. They're willing to pay for results. So at that point, it sticks with them every time, become their own best coach over time by coaching people like Sarah and Anastasia, right? So do talk to my friends again. Links to Sarah and Anastasia, they do a phenomenal job on Instagram and Facebook. They do great a little post here and there too. Connect to the website too. Connect them, talk to them. Get a free consultation to help you understand how to prevent burnout, get back to better quality of life so you can stay healthy for the long run. Drug Talk, my friends. Again, the show notes has podcast links to my previous podcast along with the videos, not just the podcast, so go to those. Enjoy. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you next week. Hello, this is Dr. Tony at Chiropractic Clinic. I run the Crooked Spine Show podcast. I'm here with Sasha and Natasha. And Natasha, what I want to do is talk about how do we get ourselves healthy and these people have done a one thing school-wise but also are active nurses and are in the field for a long time 
I mean, in my own personal sense, your job to stay home moms that have a couple kids are the hardest jobs out there. Okay. So how do we get, if they understand how to stay healthy with their busy lifestyle and have time to post on social media and help educate their communities online at that point, how do we understand, how do we do it ourselves, right? How do we keep life simple, but still work our hectic schedules every day and still stay healthy? They've converted their career into now not transitioning, but adding into healthcare coaches and doing it naturally so we can stay well in a natural setting and stay healthy. So introduce yourselves and, and tell them about yourselves. Um, so I'm Anastasia. I'm Sarah. Um, and we're both nurses. Um, we currently work part-time in the operating room. Um, but we are making the transition, the jump, to doing um, health and wellness coaching. Mm-hmm. We've been in the operating room for about 10 years. Um, and in our time there, we've, I mean, we've loved being in surgery, but it, just like any other healthcare setting, it's extremely stressful. Uh-huh. So we kind of realized that we got to this point where we realized something needed to change. And it was stressful before the pandemic, of mm-hmm. course, but during and, and hopefully after, we'll see. Um, it's still stressful. You know, it's like you have patients that are really sick and then um, even everything from, you know, something like a supply chain issue. But when we kind of sat back and reflected on um, what we're doing um, with nursing, we mm-hmm. we realized like surgery is the last intervention for people. Um, and we're both really passionate about health and wellness in our personal lives. And so we've been thinking for a while, like, how do we, how do we help people with wellness and prevention and all the steps that would come along before surgery, right. before that last intervention? Yeah. So we well, obviously that- you, you're living a healthy lifestyle. Now you're able to maintain, even though it's stressful, uh, a, a way to self-care and also enjoy that part of it. A lot of people can't, right? A lot of people can't deal with that. Yeah. They, yeah. They either have, they have young kids at home, they have parents, whatever it is, they have their own life and lone lifestyle. Then we go, man, this is overwhelming. And that's probably why in your field, you see a lot of people, a stretch as mine, is they drop out, they do something else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's right. that and we, part that people, and that we realize is, you know, when, you, when you're at that point where you're overwhelmed and you feel like you can't, you don't even have the energy to make the changes that you need to make. And that's where we come in. I think a lot of it is when when you're in it, it's hard to see the bird's eye view of what's going on. Yeah. That's hard to do. So with, with what's going on right now, so I, and just for my quick story, is I had I did a talk with a gentleman who's retired uh, back surgeon, and he saw the same thing and says, is how come I'm getting people last stream down the line when this is their last overse? Why haven't they been told, taught, um, or at least looked into something to prevent this? So yeah. you're you're getting you're taking people a two steps ahead. And hopefully preventing more surgeries down the line, which they'll find other work. They make enough money as it is, those doctors, right? They're fine, they'll be good. And they have their boats and their yachts are good. But a lot of it is how do we how do we start transitioning the mindset to getting to more wellness wherever and when I tell people, especially in this pandemic, I don't want to you to drop your stress in the sense where I don't want to quit your job, I don't want to kick out the dog, I want you to do is leave your kids and family. Let's keep that intact, but how do we make sure we can handle that stress of your day, of your week, of your life? All right. So how do we start changing the mindset of someone that is going through that right now? And how do we get them to go? Hey, here's your first step. What do we do? Um, so I think like first steps in realizing uh, is that you don't have to start very big um, to mm-hmm. do things that make an impact. So one of the really simple um, things that people can do 
even just in the moment right now, you can slow down your breathing. Um, and I mean, that's the easiest little trick someone can take with them anytime, anywhere. Uh, the, the literature says if you get down to like five to seven breaths a minute, um, you can really have that positive effect on your um, parasympathetic nervous system. But of course, like there's more than just in the moment, but there's a lot of small strategies that people may not know when you put them all together, they can have a really big impact. And I think that's the key too, is it's the small strategies and it's the small things you do every day. Because if you just go out and tell someone, to make this big change, they're probably they're not going to stick to it because it's going to be really overwhelming. So you do have to take those baby steps and you have to celebrate the wins that you have along the way. It's amazing when people think, I want to lose 30 pounds. They go, 30 pounds versus you can't lose three pounds at once. You have to lose one, I want to say even a quarter pound at a time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And why not, why not enjoy, like you said, those moments? Okay, I'm now confident I can do that. I can do one more pound, maybe two more pounds, three more pounds. And talk about a second, that stage you mentioned a little bit is what is the parasitic nervous system? How does that work? What are we talking about? How does it affect stress? Um, yeah, so we have like our sympathetic and our parasympathetic nervous system. And um, we have, you know, people are familiar with the fight or flight response. Rest That's, and digest. Yeah, rest and digest. <laughs> yeah. Um, and many people actually really live their lives in a state of like almost chronic stress. Hmm. Um, and like our nervous system is designed to handle small amounts of stress and then we recover. But a lot of us have small stresses like throughout the day that we don't really get to recover from. And even just thinking about, especially like in our work setting, um, it's a perfect example. Anybody in healthcare <laughs> knows yeah. that right now. You have small things that um, happen yeah. sequentially and they keep on happening. Yeah, yeah. And there might not be time um, otherwise for you to get back to that baseline. Well, and you said it doesn't have to be, I have to go on a meditation retreat every weekend. No, it's something you can do on a daily basis based on what you're going through understand that your stress response, your fight or flight, and what happens, does it happen over a period of say days or does it take weeks and months to almost set your body into a stress state? How does that work? Um, you know, I think for most people in their daily routines, they, they get there eventually um, and then kind of autopilot thinking takes over. They think, mm -hmm. okay, I can't really change this. But um, as far as undoing it, you know, what's kind of been recommended is that if you have small things each day, um, to sort of take that back down to baseline, you can do that. So that might look like, um, you know, 30 seconds to a minute of pattern breathing in the morning. It might look like listening to, um, you know, to ocean sounds on your lunch break or like journaling before you go to bed. Um, so you can, you know, you can get back to that baseline um, by doing the small things during the day. You don't have to go take a vacation for two weeks. Yeah, I'll see you guys later. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Family, dog. You can look here on your own. No, but it's something like you're saying is keeping it very simple and routine things throughout the day allow you to routine things throughout the day allow you to actually handle that stressors of your day. And you may. The problem is, I think a lot of us may think we know our stress throughout the day. The problem is, they we have something else hit us. Like for example, this morning. The uh, smoke alarm when I start chirping like at six in the morning, I'm like, oh, that's a nice, that's something else on my plate to take care of today. But <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's going to happen. But can we, like you were saying, can we get our body to a relaxed state, the opposite of the stress state, and then go into our day that way so we can handle those little stressors that hit us throughout the day and not have our body be affected by that? And what are normal reactions people deal with that you've been seeing? What are their symptoms like? What are their feelings like that if they're in a stress state? Um, yeah, so like feelings that people have, you know, with stress and burnout is like feeling out of control. Um, they don't have any 
energy, a lot yeah. of fatigue, mm -hmm. yeah, totally depleted, like mm -hmm. maybe lashing out at people and not feeling like they can stop themselves from doing it. Feeling like they're mm -hmm. spread too thin and they just don't have the energy to do anything. Right. How about mood? Yeah, yeah, yeah like mm -hmm. kind of unpredictable moods and, um, you know, you could be fine one minute and kind of lashing out the next. And what do you think people are doing, what well, you guys know, that do now when they have those stress states, when they're in that stress, what do they normally do? Well, right now, yeah, before before trying to do something to manage it, they just kind of let it take its course. Yeah, some people, you know, watch a lot of Netflix mm -hmm. or yeah, they, they do things that they think are going to help, but drink, really don't. Drink a lot of wine. Yeah. Um, or, or how about medications too, correct? Yeah. When someone's going to surgery, they've already done all these other things. They've dealt with it on either on their own or dealt with through medications and even through counseling also. It just isn't working for them. Correct? Yeah. 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 And with that too, how does, if we're thinking about breathing, yes, yeah, thinking about um, relaxing, how to meditate, how to listen to ocean sounds, those sensors, how much is physical activity involved in de-stressing our body? Yeah. So actually um, I read something really interesting and it had to do with like uh, rates of, um, of heart, like heart rate and VO2 max and how mm -hmm. Like exercise, while it can be a stressor to the body, if it is not super intense, it does actually help you recover from stress. So exercise like has its benefits, um, you know, in, in the short term while you're doing the exercise as something to, to deal with it and in the long term, uh, make you more resilient. Um, but I think the the key with the the research that I read was that um, you know it can't be like super intense because yeah. that can actually raise your cortisol. Yeah. So something more simple like just going for a walk. Not running a marathon every day. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't have to be hit. Yeah. <laughs> or lots oh, of cardio. You can, yeah. you can do the usual. You can do yeah. the Pilates. You can do the strength oh, training. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I think it's finding a way to lower those stress hormones, like you said, mentioned cortisol, stress hormones, catecholamines. That putting an increase. The serotonin endorphins so your body can hormonally and 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 overall feel better correct yeah exactly. that's why that's why I go work out because like i want to i don't care about the workout the work is going to suck but yeah. can, we, can we feel better afterwards at that point i'm like okay now i'm sure again yeah. you know yeah i think when people realize that how do we get people to shift their mindset hey this is going to help me if i work out versus some people they'll start but never really continue to see that benefit yeah, so we had sort of an interesting story with our, our workout journey. Um, we eventually found something um, that really worked for us. And it's, you know, there's so many fitness industry trends and myths and things that people like to say, you know, no pain, no gain. No rest days. Yeah, no rest days. Uh, you know, you have to burn a million calories or it doesn't really count. Um, so we actually, the workout that we do, um, it's called Evlo Fitness, and it was designed by a physical therapist, and she she kind of takes all of that away. We You start with breath work. You have, like, a little bit of mindfulness as you get into the session. Mm -hmm. She robust warm-up and cool-down. So you're yes. actually, like, right nice. down. Yeah, much longer than people um, normally would, you know. Well, 30 seconds is good, right? It's got to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, like, several minutes. Several minutes yeah. You know, so it primes your nervous system, gets you um, into that state. Um, and, and, you know, recovery is also like so important. I think that's really, um, undervalued in like the fitness world. And so when people think that they just have to go all out and kind of like destroy their body to see results, it's like, of course, they're not going to want to do it or see any benefit and they're, they're not going to stick with it. And what's it, how do you spell it again? 
Um, it's Evlo, E-V-L-O. Um, it's by Dr. Shannon Ritchie. So she's a physical therapist um, who designed the program. Perfect. I'm going to put in the show notes still, but I'm writing the show notes up. I want to remind me later to kind of add that to the show notes itself to copyright too. Yeah, yeah. We recommend it everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and do you do that every day then? or Because with your busy schedules, you yeah. can't really go. I can't go do a class at 9.15 every day. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And it's awesome. hours to kill. Yeah. yeah, and it's all online, and she mm -hmm. actually, they have, like, mini workouts that you can do. They're, like, 15, 20 minutes long. So if you only have a few minutes, you know, you can do yeah. a shorter one. So we usually do a couple during the week and then kind of do the longer ones on the weekends. But yeah. we also, again, back to the mindset, like, we're not going to punish mm -hmm. ourselves if we don't do a workout on a day where we thought we were going to work out. Isn't that that, that it's huge, right? If, if we feel guilty, I ate good all week, but now I had a pizza, ugh. Life's over. I can't dive anymore. My diet's done. Uh, yeah. we're done. Or I've got to work out on Tuesday. So it's going to, uh, now I can no, no longer gain muscle. No. But I think people have that, that uh, if you want to call it that, I want to call it guilt or that even that anxiety, well, it's over. I'm done. Yeah. It's almost in their mind a relief because they're, they don't want to go through the stress of getting to a healthier state. Yeah. And I yeah. think it's kind of like, it's like that all or nothing mindset. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. lack versus abundance. It's like, you're coming from this place that's really negative. Mm -hmm. um, and that's also kind of like when you really work on stress, it's so important to reframe your mindset and realize, you know, like when you're in a state where you're really stressed all the time, it, it literally changes like your focus and your attention and your emotional regulation. And you don't, see things as opportunities you see things as threats so um mm -hmm. i mean that's part of like as we the more you know we talk it's just so clear with everything like stress really you have to look at it from like a whole body like whole brain whole mind kind of standpoint um and then you can feel like you have the tools to well a lot of it is too when you're when you're in a stress state your body's telling you to you've, you've made that your normal state so now you don't want to be because moving feels bad you don't yeah. want to eat better because it feels different. It feels bad. It feels uncomfortable. I, I, I tell my patients, if you're not uncomfortable going through something, your body's not going to change physiologically. So you have to feel that com uncomfortable level. How long does it take, do you think, are you guys working with clients to get that body, that body and mindset to change? What does it take normally for someone to go through that? I think for a mindset shift, probably like a, at least a good few weeks yeah. um, mm -hmm. to kind of get used to new ways of yeah. thinking, rewire those patterns. Um, you know, there's like a lot of reflection and, and evaluation of yourself. Like, mm -hmm. um, so in our training in coaching, um, we're tr trained as nurse coaches through the American uh, Holistic Nurses Association is the accrediting body. Um, this this uh, field, basically you learn how to talk to people and really get you know, into those deep questions, help them find their internal motivation, um, help them do a lot of reflection um, of their, you know, kind of reframing certain beliefs, because we do have, people have a lot of limiting beliefs. And even in really, like in regards to your health, they think, oh, I can't change this. I've always been this way, or this is just part of my personality, or my whole family's this way. So this is, just must be, you know, how it's going to be. None of those it's like they made that their truth so it can never be changed. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's rock solid. I, I can't, yes, you can. But it's, it's that idea, hey, how do I do this now? Do you also look for people to ask certain questions or how they talk or what words they use? Like you mentioned, limiting words versus that things that are more open allows them to actually, hey, if I use these words instead, allows them to get to a better state of health. Yeah. 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 
And one thing too, I was gonna say earlier, um, a lot of when we talk about mindset, I was I did talk with a, a guy a couple weeks ago, I did like monthly with him. Like you had mentioned too, it's finding your why, correct? Yes. Why do you want to lose weight? Why do I want to healthy? Why do you want to be less stressed? How does it affect what's the effect of that? Are you gonna be happier? You're gonna be happy with say your family, kids, and or dog. A lot because I love dogs. That's that's just me. That's why I say dogs all the time. A lot of it is how do we get our our, our outside work area happier by being happier. If you want to call it like you had mentioned, self-care and a, and a daily little things here and there. So we go home happy versus being like, oh, here's another day. I'm done. Leave me alone. Give me my glass of wine. I like red. <laughs> it's not good. Only red. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. That's and it's about why. Because that's exactly. why is the motivation for why they're, they're going to either. Do you have people write things down or is it more verbal or what works best for people? Um, we've. We do recommend writing it down. Mm -hmm. I mean, some people, like, at first, they, like, really don't, don't like the idea of, like, journaling or yeah. whatever. But once people actually start doing it, they're like, oh, no, this is – writing it down is helpful. Taking it from your brain and putting it on paper is really helpful. It, it's that magic that we all learned, because I'm, I'm prehistoric. Um, I, we only had paper and pen when I was in school. So how do we use that that magic of learning that we learned and or using your phone, putting in your notepad? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not every day. I did, I do most of the stuff that I don't even have paper anymore for the most part. But can we look at something every day and have our, I want to call it a mantra that we start our day with, that we end our day with, that we have, look at it, okay, if I feel off, you go to sit back here, reset my mindset until, like you had mentioned, Anastasia, the three or four weeks it takes to get your body to reset itself and back to that state. Also, switching gears too, you guys work really well as a team. Okay. <laughs> How much does accountability with an accountability partner help with coaching it helps a lot and so i mean much. that's that's what mm -hmm. it starts out at when you're working with a coach sometimes a lot of the accountability does start because you are checking in with that person mm -hmm. but as you then as you're working with the coach you do find like you know you're not going to work with a coach for forever so you do have to find you know maybe someone else in your life or another kind of motivating factor that gets you that accountability yeah. and it's about creating that like sarah said that plan mm -hmm. so it starts out with a lot of the high level you know one-on-one -on -one support with people um but since they're not going to be with us for the rest of their lives you know yeah it's really about teaching them how to identify their resources um whatever that looks like for them um so that they can you know create this plan reach their goals and really like maintain them um for the rest of their life well you mentioned to accountability i i use the word in, a, in a, a fun way, a peer pressure. Yeah. You know? I, I work out with a group of about probably about six other people in the morning every day. There's two classes, five to teen, and, and a little bit of time after that, too. If someone texts the night before in the group text, I'm not going to make it tomorrow. Like, get your butt there tomorrow for sure. Come yeah. on. We use sometimes those other words, too. But it allows <laughs> you to realize, hey, look, they're just trying to keep you motivated, you know? Yeah. And you have those group of friends or family that you can trust to help you motivate, not demotivate you allows you to now work with someone hey look i'm gonna get here i'm gonna stay here the problem is i think a lot of us we're not trained coaches we didn't go through a training program and then realize if, if we're a professional professional nurse doctor whatever it is that's my profession i have learned that now i have to relearn how to deal with my stress of my day by learning these techniques these small things and keeping them in the top of my mind so i don't feel stressed all day yeah yeah totally mm -hmm. i mean I don't think nurses and doctors, I mean, we didn't learn much about stress management in nursing school. Yeah. Yeah. Called a cup of coffee. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Coffee IV. Yeah. Yes, it works. It works sometimes for a while, but it depends you're going to burn yourself out. That's a problem. I think a lot of you deal with too, especially in your profession, is people are burned out and they don't, they don't not, they're not going to say, Hey, I'm burned out. I'm done. I yeah. still have to work another 20 years. Yeah. You know, or 15 years. I still have to pay my bills. You know, at that point, how do we, how do we get people to stay in their profession, but say health at the same time? Yeah. So I think that's where. Um, <laughs> yep. Go ahead. Sorry. A lot of, oh, that's okay. A lot of the tools that uh, and techniques that we've been learning, um, we feel like can really be awesome for you know whether we're working with um, just general people from our community um, or even other nurses. Um, you know, in order to like help nurses stay well and resilient and to feel like they can better deal with um, the stresses of their day. I think it's just coming back to that like whole body standpoint, like there's interventions, um, you know, associated with stress, but they're all different lifestyle interventions too. Um, so it's kind of like, it's really hard to separate one thing from another. You can't really say I'm going to fix my stress if you don't fix these other things too. But obviously that's a, a big undertaking um, and kind of, you know, life changing for people. So if they do have some support, whether it's like, you know, working one-on-one -on -one with a coach or whether they are in a group or even just a community. Um, to have a friend who they share the same goal that they both want to work on. Yeah. Sort of. Positive pure pressure. That's the plan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think when you talk about nurses too in general, like you said, you work with a lot of them is they love their profession. They love taking care of people, love taking care of people. But now, now their burnout, their stress level is so high that bounce isn't there anymore. So they're maybe being told by someone, hey, look, quit your job. Your job causing you stress. <laughs> yeah. When I tell people, it's not the job causing stress. It's you being able to deal with that stressor that you had, same stressor three years ago, but everybody can't deal with that level of stress. Right. right. You can't pour from an empty cup, so you have to take care of yourself so that you can manage it. Yeah, and nurses are like notorious for not taking care of themselves because they're worried about taking care of other people. Yes, and, and that works for a group for a while. And also, like, okay, now why am I having this heart palpitation? Now, why am I on medications that I tell my patients not to take? What's yeah. going on here? You know, yeah. they, they, they do they sometimes just wake up and go, okay, this is it, I'm done. You know, and with 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 nurses, because I don't I don't know, is there a big if you want to call it anxiety, depression issue too building up? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like, uh, especially a lot of people that, that we know in the nursing field that we work with, yeah, we do. Oh, and, you know, the anxieties are about different things, but we all do have some form of, like, anxiety when it comes to work. And it's only been worse since the pandemic and everything. Yeah, yes. healthier. Very yeah, but, yeah, there definitely is a lot of anxiety and depression. And, and going from that to... Uh, how do you get people to realize, hey, like once I get there, if you if you start a self-care program, it may take you a few weeks to get comfortable, get things going. But when you start these like you're talking about now, certain Anastasia allows people to realize I may not feel it tomorrow. It may take me a few weeks to get to where I need to get to. But can I start today and realize I just need time to get my body to a healthier state? It just and do you guys worry a lot of um, on people's diets, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, one thing, um, as we were talking about different um, parts of your lifestyle, like the word anti-inflammatory sort of sums up a lot. You know, it can be literal, it can be, um, you know, more of a metaphor, but especially like when you're talking about 
stress. Um, but it includes what we eat. Like if we have a diet full of processed junk food and too much, sugar, um, you know, like it causes inflammation, like at that cellular level, but it's also like, you're not giving your body what it needs to be healthy and resilient. So any way that we can, um, you know, support your body being healthy, like including, you know, nutrition, um, that's so important. Well, a lot of it is too, if when we're in a stress state, we're going to gravitate to those inflammatory foods. Yes. Okay. Cheetos, French fries. You like French fries? French fries. I love French fries. I love them. Yeah. We are real people. <laughs> yes, right? But can yeah. we, can we not them every day, every three times a day? No. Yeah. Can we find foods that are healthier for us that help bring the inflammation, inflammatory state down so our stress levels are down too? Again, that's more long-term thinking. How do we change that part of our lifestyle, which does little things too? You mentioned also exercise too. How is sleep involved in helping our body get to a healthier state? Sleep is huge. I feel like we yeah. think it's probably one of the biggest um, foundational uh, items, really. Like in terms of, um, you know, it affects like every body system. Um, and, and a lot of people think, you know, people think, oh, I only need five hours. You know, we hear people say stuff like, like oh, that I only slept four hours last night. Like, yeah, whatever. In our, in our profession, it's just yeah. so undervalued, but people don't realize that, like, sleep. I mean, sleep can affect your, your heart. <laughs> it affects your hunger. It affects your emotions. Yeah, your emotions. Um, like we uh, listened to this podcast, Matthew Walker, who's a sleep expert, and he mm -hmm. he calls sleep an emotional first aid kit. A lot of people might not think sleep has anything to do with their emotions. They might say, "Oh, I'm tired if I don't sleep," but they, you know, might not realize like. Um, can literally, uh, you know, affect your emotions like that. Well, a lot of it is too, what you're talking about too, to add to it, when your body has less sleep, you go into that fight or flight again, right? In that stress state, you, said you, you, get, you kick off that stress hormones, now you fed the whole system over and over again. How do you get people to, especially in your field too, to get into a good sleep cycle? What's a good, what's a good technique to use or good that you, you help some of your clients? Yeah, winding down. Yeah, routines. winding down. And the, yeah. the, the key really to making any of these changes, first of all, is balance and progress mm -hmm. and perfection. So we're not going to be able to do all these things at once because it might be too much for people. Mm -hmm. So you want to establish a sleep routine that's going to work for you. Mm -hmm. And what I like to do with some of my clients is, okay, let's actually come up with three routines. Let's do one where you, you know you have enough time, you're going to get everything done. Let's do one where, you know what, I really don't feel like sticking to this tonight what's the simplest thing i can do and then kind of a medium ground but some things that we should always be doing you want to start winding down about an hour before bed mm -hmm. um, no electronics <laughs> before bed it's really you know a lot of people are in the habit of scrolling on their phone before they go to bed um yeah that's their wind down that's routine. their wind down like routine. scrolling not, yeah which is not a wind down routine. no yeah um, and we, then yeah education around that exactly yeah. and then blue light blocking whether you actually turn that feature on on your phone to turn off the blue light or wearing blue light glasses. Um, and uh, yeah, another thing about the blue light um, is that also kind of want to make sure you're not in bright light um, because mm -hmm. if white light, if it's bright enough can have um, the same effect as blue light. So um, are you talking about this for kids, correct? Not for adults. No, for that's all, for everybody. <laughs> for everybody. Yeah. 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 So you want to do the blue light, either glasses. Yeah. Or set it on your phone. Um, and you want to try and also limit caffeine. Yeah. After. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of it is you're, you're giving people humans need this, not just kids, not just our kids or those kids, millennials, blah, 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 whatever people call them. 
But a lot of it is, is we allow our body to now shut itself down slowly. It's, it can't just turn on. It's not a computer. Yeah. You can exactly. do that slowly. At that point, see the benefit of, hey, now get into the deep delta REM sleep faster where I can recharge versus seeing an alpha sleep the whole time. Sleep, and I wake up, I'm like, okay, that was worth it. I could just stay up the four hours. I'll be fine. Yeah. 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 I mean, a lot of people we talk to, like when you, when you bring up winding down or, or, you know, a bedtime routine, like, like you said, maybe people think of little kids, but I mean, like yes. most people don't even have any sort of wind down routine yeah. and then they wonder why they can't fall asleep. Well, and a lot of us do. And, and do you, re do you recommend people to say, read a book, but on a, on a laptop or a iPad or some doesn't matter? No, I mean, it should be on paper. Um, yeah, if, at all possible. if at all possible. Yeah. I know I did have a client who, um, she that wasn't really an option for her, um, yeah. depending on like when her and her partner would sleep at yeah. different times. But oh yeah, she couldn't have the lights. She couldn't have the lights on. Yeah. So you, you yeah. know you can't really like read in the dark. <laughs> so yeah. then you do need to be like little little like little headlamp yeah. or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but so and then if if that's the case and if you don't have the option of paper, then mm -hmm. you know make sure you have the blue light blocking feature turned on or wearing glasses. Turn the brightness down on. Um, on your screen, or you could even listen to an audiobook. Yeah. You know, then you're yeah. not actually looking That's at the great. screen and you're just listening to it. But I think, too, the other part of it is like just not scrolling something that is endlessly going to refresh and switch context and give you, you know, like like social media, for instance. Mm -hmm. is, there, is there ever the, is, does Facebook, TikTok, Instagram ever have an end? Right. Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, you get, and no. that's the thing. Yeah, you get to that point where, like, oh, you're all caught up, and then you go up, and then there's new posts. So oh, it's it's over. They yeah. want you to stay on the app as long as possible. So, I mean, that's and also too, I think you had mentioned too the blue light yeah. by having that and winding yourself down. Now you're not you're not decreasing your melatonin either. So now your body can actually go to sleep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And another thing we like to do um, is also like. Same kind of pattern breathing exercises you can do at any other time of the day. You can mm -hmm. do before you go to bed, too. You know, you can spend 30 seconds. Like, who doesn't have 30 seconds? Even if people think they're busy, they, they say, oh, I do have 30 seconds, you know? Oh, you don't have 30 seconds. You're that special. No, you're not. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's um, uh, a breathing pattern that's pretty famous, the 478. It's supposed to be very good for winding down. So you inhale for four counts, you okay. hold for seven, which can be kind of long, and then you exhale for eight. So when you exhale, you kind of blow out like yeah, like, like, like going you're through a straw. Yeah, because okay. it'd be very hard to do a long exhale if you're not, um, you know. What's that called? So it's just called four seven eight. Four seven eight. Okay. Um, yeah, Dr. Andrew Wheel. Um, he um, uh, he's an in a, life, lifestyle medicine. Mm -hmm. And he um, he's associated with uh, a university in Arizona. But anyways, um, I think technically he came up with that. But a lot of people, a lot of people use it, the 478. Well, a lot of it is you're giving people a ways to, okay, not only do you're going to do these things, but also here's some of the research behind it also. Yes, absolutely. There's so much um, I think that has come out and people just – Maybe in the past thought, oh, stress, like I kind of thought this until I delved into this. Oh, I, that's just part of my personality. You know, I can't really do anything mm -hmm. about that. But there is so much science in wellness. And um, it's really it's really fascinating. Like a, a book that we um, go to a lot. It's called Stress Proof. And um, the doctor who wrote it, her name is Matu Steroni. Mm -hmm. And um, she essentially took the results of a thousand research papers and on um, stress. Yeah, on stress <laughs> and like <laughs> interventions with stress, condensed them down into, you know, something very actionable. So um, 
there's techniques in there um, for. Well, and why, why do you think people are gravitating to more of these books, looking for people like yourselves? Why do you think that's happening? Um, well, I think there's, there's an overload of information. Like mm -hmm. people, it's not that they don't have information. They don't now it's, there's so much information. They don't know where to go. They want to go to somebody credible. They want to know that they can trust them in the information yeah. they're presenting. Yeah. And that they've actually been trained and they're not just somebody who's like posting, you know, things on the internet. Cause I mean, you see things on Instagram and you know, you don't have to use APA format for that. So you want to know that no. you're, <laughs> that you're a credible source. Yeah. And you need to know what you're talking about. Yeah, that you're about. connecting with somebody. And also, I think people um, people feel really good when they know that, yeah, this has been tested on people. There's real results. There's real science behind it. Um, it gives a lot of people, okay, I'm not just going to Google and going, okay, what do I have going on? I feel coming. I think all, all the time come in. I think I have a tumor doctor. I'm like, why do you think I have a tumor now? Because I saw it on Instagram or I saw it on and the research system, like that's good. But let me get tell you exactly what it is. But when you have like you're doing now with your with your social media, the Instagram, especially, you put information out there that lets people go, this is what it is, and what's going on. Now I can do my now I can ask questions to these to these two ladies, or now I can do my own research also. Yes. I think that's part of it too. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're doing a good job getting and I, I mean my thing as applaud both of you ladies. Is you're doing a good job of information out there on your free time, which I know is valuable and limited, to get your word out there more, which really helps people understand and get interested into more of a healthy healthcare, wellness life. Like you said, life. What's what's your website called? Um, well live, and whole, live yeah. well and whole .com. Yeah. Live well and whole .com allows them to now go there and go, okay, now what else can I ask? How do I you get in the ball roll for people so they actually see that, which is which is phenomenal. It's great. <laughs> Thank right? you. Yeah. <laughs> Anything I missed on our first show together, your first show, that yeah. uh, that yeah. allows that want you want people to hear or talk about? Uh, well, I think we covered. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> I think we covered a lot of ground. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just to circle back, I mean, we we enjoy really working with people one on one. Um, in the future, we will have group programs in the works. Um, and you know, we're really about um, progress over perfection. The you know, consistency for the win and celebrating just, the small wins. Yes. And like having that support um, and, you know, really working with somebody in a personalized, individualized way. So you're not just going to get the same advice that everybody else would get. And, um, you know, just like the, the magic of coaching is really like the, the person, the client is in the driver's seat. You're working with them, um, you know, and that's where the that's really where the magic of change happens. Well, plus, you're not going to be working one on one, you're working two on one. Right. Yeah. 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 Two people, not one people. <laughs> allows you to have two people working with you and giving that accountability to go, hey, look, we're going to help you get through this because we want you to succeed. And we're not going to let you fail. Yeah. yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Right? In the show notes, I have all of their links for Sarah and Anastasia. They're phenomenal. Like I said before, genuinely, they are phenomenal at their posts for one, too. They keep going and going. I don't know how they sleep. <laughs> okay. So, should connect with them, guys. See what's going on. That point, ask them questions. Go on their Instagram. You'll find in the show notes too. If you're on Instagram, you'll see their feed like at least five times a day. I don't know what they do. I don't know what they do. Thanks for being on the show, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm gonna click. I'm gonna go out of the show. Then we'll uh, we'll uh, talk a little bit more. Okay.